lead her every day, living for messy action. This is the Lifestyle Leadership Podcast for women who want to be the best version of themselves while making an impact. And who are willing to take messy and perfect action to get there. I'm Jordan. And I'm Dr. Tay. And we are here to guide and empower you to lead yourself every day. Let's dive into today's episode. All right, everybody, we're so excited to be back with you today for part two of the episode on managing your day. Last week, we talked about transformational. That was very mindset-driven, managing your day. And today, we are going to talk about the transactional piece. And that's just a fancy term of saying like how to action your day after you work on that mindset piece of it. So why does it matter? Because managing your day gives you freedom, confidence, more productive in one or two areas so that you can be more present in others. Taylor has a really great example of why actually structure and being able to manage your day is so important. So I'm going to let her share that with you. Absolutely. And I do want to give a little plug to go back and listen to the previous episode because we're going to reference it today. And I feel like this episode and the how to's, I get it. Everyone wants the how to's, but you have to understand how your brain is thinking before you can dive into the how to. So I'm going to really encourage you go back and listen to the previous episode because this is going to hit even more if you understand both pieces. Just as a reminder, anything shared on our episodes are not clinical advice. Please talk to a qualified mental health professional if you are needing more support. Okay, so this example, basically, I want you to take a moment right now and just look around you. If you're in a room, you're driving, whatnot, like wherever you are, just just look around. And what do you see the most of? So looking around, what do you see the most of? And maybe you have a bunch of different things that pop into your brain. You're like, oh, I see this and this and this. Maybe for some of you, you noticed air is the thing that you have the most of around you. It's not something we notice, but there's actually air in space that exists the most. And so let's talk about building a house. And yes, this relates to your day and your productivity. Because if you think about it, when someone builds a house, they are very, very focused on the structure. This is actually the world that Jordan's husband is in. So yeah. So he probably thinks about the structure. He needs to make sure that the house is sturdy, that the foundation is set. Okay. And so this is where having structure creates the ability then to have this space around you. You know, even if you're in a car, having structure there or whatnot, wherever you are, there is structure around you, which allows you to be in something. And that is the same thing about your schedule is it needs some structure in order to let you exist in it. And what do I mean by that? Like, let you as a human exist. So you're not constantly being like, I got to go, 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 right? And it's all about the action. It's more about you. So you can exist in it. And the other side of this though, structure is beautiful, but for some people, so some people resist structure in their habits of thinking. Other people basically create too much structure. They rely on structure. They get stuck in structure. And so this could be the type of person that if you look at your calendar, everything is back to back to back to back to back to back. There is no break in it whatsoever. So this would be the example of, okay, with your house, you look, 
there's air around you. You can breathe. You can exist. What there isn't in that room, it doesn't go wall next to wall, 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 next to wall. Yes, that's a lot of walls, but I do that intentionally because that's how your schedule potentially is. And there's no space for you to exist if it's all of these walls. And so a structure is optimally has a solid foundation, but it gives you some give and take. It allows you to breathe. It allows you to move. It allows you to exist. And that is what we're going to dive into on today's episode. Awesome. That's so good. Okay. So managing your day, your life is probably filled with routines, whether you really understand it or not, you get out of bed in the morning. What do you do? You most likely do the same thing or a similar thing over and over again, because that is just the natural progression of what you, what you need to fill your day with. Right? So when it comes to routines and it comes to managing your day better so that you have more impact, you have to look at your routines and look at the desired outcome that you're trying to achieve from them. Right? So if I have a routine of, I do laundry. I have to do laundry. Would I say that I traditionally had some grand routine around it? Not really, but it's always been a hassle in our household, right? To do laundry. So I got fed up one day with being behind on laundry. And I decided to say, okay, this is an an, an inevitable routine. My family needs clean clothes. How can I alter this routine in order to get a, a better desired outcome? And I actually have found a new, as simple as it is, laundry routine and laundry system that is helping our family be more efficient. So look at your routines and balance them against what is my desired outcome here? What is the most important thing here? And then fill in that gap. And a lot of times that means altering your routines or adding new ones. If you are someone that is struggling to manage your day, you're struggling to incorporate new routines and habits into your day, I would highly, highly recommend you read or listen to the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I have listened to it probably three times. He talks about um, things like habit stacking and you know how to really get those small but intentional and important routines and habits stuck into your day and not just like, hey, it's January, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then in February, I'm going to, you know, fall flat. Absolutely. And just to explain habit stacking really quick. So one of the concepts to be aware of is that habits take time to develop and your brain is going to actually resist these new habits because change is hard. The brain literally goes into self-preservation mode and wants to keep you safe. It wants things to be easy. So habits are going to take time to develop. And so what habit stacking is, is it's taking an existing habit that you already have or an existing routine and you tack on something new to it. And so it's like, you're already in the flow of doing that. And it's easier once you're in the flow than to flow into that new thing. And so it's a new way of, or a different way of adding on new habits. So basically if you are trying to do something and you throw it into the middle of your day and it's not connected to something, it's so much harder to remember to do that. So Definitely. That's a great one, but being aware habits take time to develop and that is okay. And the other thing, this is super important about this entire episode is we're going to give you tactical tips and strategies. You have to decide what works for you, what's specific and optimizing your day. 
your environment and able to help you get to your commitments in a way that feels aligned and that are also in line with your personality. So there is no one size fits all. We're going to share our personal like morning routines real quick. So you get a sneak peek into that. Cause I know I'm always nosy, like, Ooh, what do people do? But just know we're not prescribing you to take our morning routine and go do it. 100%. First, before we jump into our morning routines, I gave the example about laundry, but I'd love to also bring this onto like a business level too. Um, Taylor and I both lead teams in businesses and social selling. And so you think about the routines that make up your actions for a business and for helping customers and getting sales and what routines make that up? What daily actions do you have? Well, oftentimes you're not getting the results that you want. You look at your routine. Well, a lot of my people are like, um, well, I spend a lot of time scrolling on social media, trying to come up with like the perfect caption or, you know, the perfect, um, photo and, and filter and whatever. So that is great. But when you really look at the things you need to do in order to grow a business, it's talking to people. Mm-hmm. It's talking to people. Connecting with people is so important. Helping them relate and, and making them feel seen is so important. But at the end of the day, if you're not talking to people about your business, you don't have a business. So that's just another example of like altering that routine. It doesn't mean you have to spend an extra hour doing something and create more walls, like Taylor said, but just altering that routine so that it's more impactful at achieving the desired income. Okay. So with this though, one of the things like, here's a tangible way to do that. So say you are so used to it. You're in the habit of going to social media and scrolling before you open your phone, say your intention out loud saying, I am going to watch people's stories and respond to them as a way of connecting, or I am going to go comment on people's posts, saying it out loud, and then go jump into that action is going to help you be able to shift that routine so much easier. That's so good. So good. Intention is everything. Okay. So here's a little glimpse into Taylor and I's morning routine. Taylor, I'll let you go first. Well, I think we should point out that they're very different. (laughs) Um, So I am a night owl. So I often like sleeping in. I am not someone that is going to be up at 5 a.m. and like getting things done, being highly productive. So I know myself, I'm kind of a little grumpy in the morning. And so I have a very slow morning before I jump into work. So I'll sleep a little bit later. And that sometimes means for me with kind of balancing everything right now is I do work later at night. That works for me and it doesn't work for other people. But what I will do is like, I usually try to do some sort of, you know, meditation, visualization exercise before I even get out of bed, you know, to really set my mind right. And then, you know, and I will say, I'm not super rigid about my morning routine. There's kind of pillars that I, I bring in and it's not perfect. Like there are days I don't do this just, just to point that out. and. That's not the goal is to be perfect. It's to start to build habits and you build habits by slowly doing a little bit more. So then I'll do sometimes like my dog and I will go for a walk. And another huge, huge piece of my morning routine is I always get my workout in first thing in the morning. So I usually only work out about 20 to 30 minutes. I like quick, short to the point, but that is always a priority 
for me. So I think those are kind of some of my pillars of my morning, really trying to focus on that visualization and meditation piece. And then working out, those are like my cores. And sometimes, like I said, I'll walk my dog or, you know, journal or I, Oh, I guess another one that I do, but I, I think I forgot it because I haven't, I've been slacking a little bit on this, but I do. And we're going to talk about this in a second. I have a running to-do list and I do like pulling things off for the day and putting them in and looking. I always review my schedule for the day too, and understand like, what do I have to do? Then where can I take breaks? Where can I fit in different things? So when you hear what Taylor just said, she basically explained, she has those pillars, those foundations, those walls, but then she has space, you know, space, because it's important for her to have a slow wake up. It's important for her to have the ability to go like walk her dog and not be so rigid. And so that is what works for her. And Taylor and I are both, I would say good at managing our day. And we have pretty much two somewhat opposite, you know, starts to our morning. So I love a slow morning for Mother's Day. That's like literally all I want is to sleep in. So I am the opposite in the mornings. I get up, I want to get up before my kids because if I don't have that time to myself, I I don't get it. If I don't have that time to myself, I am wall to wall. And I tell myself, oh, I'll squeeze it in, you know, but we never do. If, if it's not intentional, we never do. So I wake up in the morning. I try to get up between five uh, 30 and like right before six so that I can come downstairs, have a small cup of coffee to myself. And I dig into quiet time for me. Quiet time looks like I'm reading a book. Um, I try and do some Bible reading and I've actually started journaling, like asking myself questions, writing down the answers about what I want the day to bring, what I'm grateful for. And it's actually been very therapeutic. I am one of those people that's like, I don't have time for journaling. I'm just going to think about it, but it's been so therapeutic. So I do that. I get upstairs for a quick Peloton workout, just like Taylor moving. My body is important to me. Don't have the bandwidth to do it for 45 minutes to an hour. So it's a quick Peloton workout. And you know what, to be honest, it's not glamorous because typically I have one or both of my children sitting in the floor playing with toys while I'm ending that like hour and a half to myself and starting my morning routine with them. But that's just reality. I think a lot of times people think, well, it has to look a certain way. It has to be super productive and look a certain way. But the reality of it is it, it really just has to get done. So I squeeze in my workout. Typically both kids are there with me. And after that, the chaos hour starts seven to eight, getting everybody fed, happy, dressed off to school. Um, and that ends about eight 30 and I start my work day. Yeah. And obviously there's flexibility too. Like if these things don't get done, working out is really important to me. So I will do it later in the day. Although I find personally so much more resistance yeah. in doing it later in the day, it's harder to do. And so Yes, Jordan and I both have working out and some of these like reflective things as part of our morning routines and how they come to be is very different. And I've gone through phases and seasons of life too, where I do more or less of things, you know, it just honestly depends what I'm needing in that season of life. So, yeah, I'm a huge advocate for like winning the day again, using air quotes you are allowed to change the definition of what winning the day looks like, winning your morning routine looks like as you go through seasons. When I had just had in the first six months of having a new baby, heck no, no. Winning the morning looked like waking up with a heart of gratitude and having a very large cup of coffee and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's actually move into to-do, into to-do lists now. That's a hard one to say. Um, 
So first off, some of you, your brain is going to resist this. You're going to go, I don't, I don't write to-do lists. I don't need to write to-do lists. And I just want to touch on this really quick. We did touch on this last episode, but when you don't have things written down, then you have to constantly think about them. And so then you spend more time thinking than doing a lot of times. And literally the way that our, our brain works, we have what's called working memory. Our memory is where we store things. The working part is where we kind of update it, you know? So it's like you have this to-do list in your memory of what you need to do, but then something pops up. Well, then you need to update that list. Or you have to go through and remember also like, what did I cross off my to-do list already? But each time you go through your to-do list mentally, you actually are spending a lot of time. And the way your brain thinks of it is it takes just as much energy to think about doing it than actually do it. And so that is one of the reasons too, if you are someone that doesn't use a to-do list, you might leave the end of the day feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted, but I hardly did anything. Well, your brain thinks it went through and did those things a hundred times because you're constantly recycling in your brain, everything that you need to do. And that is exhausting. So in order to maximize the effectiveness of, you know, actioning your day, planning out what you're going to do in your day, here's what we recommend weekly, like brain dump initiative dump, you know, whatever you want to call it. This works for any phase of life, any role. Um, I do this both with being a mom and in my like actual, you know, full-time job where I have deliverables that I have, I do a weekly master list and then I pull daily tasks onto that list. And I don't allow myself to have more than five things on the list. Some, you have to be realistic as my point here. Some days I have meetings literally from nine to five, getting five things crossed off of that list there. That's not realistic, right? So I have two things. So having a master list that you can continue to add to, whether it's weekly, whether it's monthly, and then pulling things like we've mentioned daily from that list that are either high priority or, you know, obviously have to get done in order to move to the next level, next step. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the, the great things about this is it gives you clarity what you're actually doing. And you're going to figure out too, what's truly important to you, because you're going to have to make some decisions that brain dump is going to be everything you're thinking of. Like, just like, let it flow. Like, don't even, don't even question what you're putting down, dump it out. But then when you start to pull onto these weekly lists or these daily lists, what starts to happen is you're like, oh, these are the things that really need to get done. And so there is this sense of prioritizing it. And you really, when when you are prioritizing, I want you or I encourage you to think about what is going to make an impact on your life or if you have a career or business or your household, like in these different areas. So what is actually going to move the needle forward versus what is that busy work? Yeah, for sure. And this is where, you know, the different types of personalities and roles come into play. Like I have a nine to five job. I, I squeeze my, you know, work tasks into that time period. If I didn't, and if I'm ever finding myself in a season where I'm home with my kids every day, it might actually make more sense for me to schedule specific times for me to do those important things. So for example, if I know that nap time's happening and I need to pay some bills, which that's fine to be on your to-do list. It doesn't have to be like conquer the world, right? Um, conquering the world happens because we run each day 
efficiently, right? So I might schedule a time and my personality would be, I need to put that into a calendar. Someone else's personality might be, I just need to write down like my full day and the times like on a piece of paper. You have to find what works for you as far as like execution and following through, but giving items like the space that they need to be done instead of just saying, I'm just going to do this without plugging in where is a really powerful next step. Absolutely. And just one other thing, if this is new to you, you're feeling some resistance over this, maybe you just pick one piece right now. You know, you don't need to do it all. You also then don't need to do it perfectly. So for those that have a little bit more perfectionistic thought patterns that it's going to be like, okay, I got to do it exactly like they say, like, no, you don't like, again, just like we said at the beginning of this episode, find what works for you. Okay. So now we're going to go into my favorite of the topics, which is after you have done your mindset, looked at your routines, you've got that list. You're going to have like a working session, whether you're paying the bills, writing an article, you know, working on your business, et cetera, doing laundry, like that's going to be your working session. So how do you optimize the action time that you have for these tasks? And we're going to start out by saying that multitasking is literally not a thing. And if you've known me for a while, personally, it's your jaw is probably on the floor because I've always been just like the queen of being able to juggle multiple things at one time. But Taylor is about to actually tell you why multitasking isn't real and what your brain's actually doing instead. Yeah. So multitasking, our brain literally cannot handle multiple things at once. It feels like it can, because what we're doing is what's called task shifting. We are switching back and forth. So um, for example, you are on a meeting, sitting in that meeting, and then you're trying to respond to emails, right? It feels like, yeah, like I'm doing it. Like I got both, you know, and both going. And it maybe feels to you like, I, I really, I'm getting enough out of this meeting and I'm getting my emails done. Like I can do both. Well, first off, what we know is both are going to decrease in quality, but it also is going to decrease in productivity too, because what happens is you have to like tune into the meeting. So you stop that email and then you have to go back and you're like, okay, where was I in this email? What was I saying? What was the point I was trying to make or who did I, and did not respond to. And so you have to reorient. And then it's like, okay, you're doing your email and then you go back to work or or to the meeting and you're like, so what are they talking about? Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I got that. God forbid they said your name and you're like, what? (laughs) Exactly. And you might be able to get context clues from it, but literally you are having to reorient and shift between task A and B over and over. And so for some people, like I get it, like if it's a boring meeting, you don't really need to pay attention. Maybe working on your email still makes sense, even though it's less efficient because you're still making progress. But for things that you really need to make progress and be efficient on, trying not to juggle them. So for example, you know, you are trying to clean the house, but you keep responding to text messages. It takes so much longer to clean the house than if you just put your phone on do not disturb and knocked it out. Yeah. And not even to mention, like you may partially successfully succeed at being in a meeting and responding to the emails in your inbox, because from the outside check, I attended the meeting check. I answered my inbox, but not only does your quality suffer, but this is where the anxiety building 
of your day. And that kind of like mental exhaustion starts to happen where you get to the end of your day and you're like, all I did was sit on virtual meetings and answer emails all day or whatever it is. Why am I so exhausted? Or even God forbid by noon, like by lunch. So we oftentimes put ourselves in these positions where we think we're being super productive because we're multitasking. But in reality, we are starting this dangerous cycle of anxiety building in our day. When Taylor and I were outlining and talking through this session, one of the things that I've really been trying to work on is like in my morning routine, typically when I'm on my Peloton in the morning, I have my kids with me can't really help that. Right. I I have to, but I would also be trying to respond to the Instagram messages that came through overnight because I go to bed very early and, you know, maybe I'm answering some emails and literally trying to do all of this at once. So not only am I answering them that they don't make sense, I'm not really doing the Peloton fully. I don't know what resistance we're on. Right. The music in the Peloton is happening. The coach is yelling at me, my kids, I'm anxious. So did I accomplish my morning workout? Yes. Did I respond to my Instagram messages? I did. Did I keep my kids alive during that time? I did. I did all three of those things. And I come downstairs at 7 AM and my husband's like, who peed in your Cheerios this morning, girl? Like, why are you so angry? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, and it makes me feel so bad. And when I started to look at my day, I'm like, it's because I'm just like putting myself in situations where I'm task shifting so much so early in the day that like, I'm already anxious. Yeah. And you know, there's research to show that the way you start your day highly impacts the rest of your day. It's not saying you can't switch it, but starting off the day with anxiety likely is going to keep that anxiety building. But what a beautiful example, Jordan, and just your willingness to reflect on all of that, you know, and you've been able to cause a shift because of that. So I want to talk about one way to to make a shift in all of this. And it's actually called power sessions. So these are short stints where you are solo tasking. They're like super focused. Like I'm going to get this one thing done. And so what you're going to do is you're going to set an alarm um, and you're going to turn off all notifications. You're going to like, if you can, like it's understandable if kids are interrupting things like that. But even there, if you have old enough kids, you can say, Hey, I'm going to be busy for X number of minutes. And if they interrupt you, you just say, Hey, I'll be with you in 15 minutes when I am done. You know, that's, we can go into this on another episode, but teaching that ability for kids to wait is actually amazing for their development. Um, but you set your, your, your alarm, you turn off any notifications and what you're going to do is you are going to set, set ahead of time. What is my one task that I'm going to do? And you are going to just focus on that. Now, when your brain starts to wander, you're going to redirect yourself. So for example, like if I'm doing this for stuff with my businesses, I will, and I'm doing it on my phone because like there is something that needs to be done on my phone. I find myself like automatically opening Instagram or TikTok and I have to say no, not right now. And I will sometimes even say that out loud to kind of like disrupt that like natural flow. It's like, nope, back to what I'm doing. And then I dive back in. Okay. One of the biggest things of it though, is you're going to be really productive. You're going to be shocked what you can get done, but they are intended to be short stints. Your brain then is going to want to be like, let's keep going. 
You have to honor when that alarm goes off and what after a power session, you need to take a quick break. Maybe that's going and getting a drink of water. You know, maybe that's just walking around. Maybe, you know, there's a bunch of different things you can do, but something that gives your brain a break where it's not working, super, super important. And then the other piece of this is like, it is a max. And I mean, an absolute max of 30 minutes. Really, I would say pushing more to like a max of 20 minutes, but you can do this. We talked about this. I think it was the first episode about like the five minutes, like setting a timer and going and cleaning your house. For example, that's an example of a power session. So it doesn't always have to be work related. Okay. So we're about to wrap up this episode and get into the messy action. But before we do Taylor, if there is like one thing for you that you feel like, you know, this just really sets my day or my week off, like on the right foot, what would it be? Yeah. So it actually is going to maybe sound a little silly, but I find the days that I put my makeup on makes so much difference. And then I try to do something quick with my hair and maybe actually I don't usually put on clothes. I work in workout clothes a lot, but something about my makeup like makes me feel more put together. And I don't know exactly if it's also just like this mental space of creating more self-care. I'm pretty good about self-care, but something about it, but I just end up feeling so much more put together and it's like, it gets the ball rolling. It's like a clear actionable task of like, I'm going to knock this out. And I will totally own one of the things I think that helps momentum wise is, you know, one of my businesses like through social selling is with makeup. And so I actually will record it. I don't edit it in that moment, but I record it for later content. So it is kind of nice too, because I'm getting that momentum. But I also just think like, even if I wasn't doing that, the idea of putting myself, you know, together, spending a little time, we know that our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are highly interconnected. And I feel like I show up a different version of myself on those days that I put on makeup versus the days I don't, I literally do notice a difference. Yeah. No, there's actually research that shows that you like act the way you feel like you look. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say we are all naturally beautiful human beings, like without makeup, but it's the put togetherness, right? When we feel like we're more put together and we have that confidence, there is studies that show you actually act better. You know, you act the way that you think you look. So that's totally on point. I would say for me, just like at this stage of crazy psycho life that I'm in right now with like kids and work has just like really been ramped up in the past six months. One of the biggest things that helps my day and is to like, or my week, I would say is to like eliminate that anxiety of going into the work week. When you're a parent, you probably relate to the fact that if you're working full-time, or even if you're just like involved in a community thing, shifting those roles is just it's hard, you know? So after a great weekend with your family, that Sunday scary sets in and you're like, Oh, the work week. So what I do on Friday is I actually start my master list for the next week. And I, I have Mondays off now, but I plan Tuesdays tasks. I plan my three to five tasks for the day. And it's just, it frees up my soul to be more present on Sunday and Monday, because I am excited to go into Tuesday because I know exactly what I need to accomplish and why. Yeah. And then you're not thinking about it, you know, all weekend when you're trying to be present with your family and playing with your kids, like in feeling that heaviness of the to-do list. And when you do, you can just remind yourself, like I have Tuesday planned out. I'm good to go. Yeah. Past Jordan had your future back. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I love that.
We are almost done with this episode, but we want to leave you with tangible steps to apply this. We are all about taking messy action, and we would encourage you to embrace that with us. Here's this week's takeaway. Today's challenge, today's messy action is to start to apply some of this. And the one that we're going to give you, there were so many like tangible takeaways. So go implement those. But for clarity purposes, to encourage you to take messy action, what we're going to recommend is that you take your lead her everyday journal and you brain dump. You get everything out that you are thinking about right now. Then one of the things that I like to do once I brain dump is then you know, going and just circling those things that you have to get done today. And all of a sudden you've created your daily to-do list. Um, And then you can look at your calendar and say, when can I get that done? And actually block it out. And so say there's something on your brain dump that feels really important. It doesn't actually have to get done right now, but you're feeling this urgency, like, well, I should just do that now. It's like, That's not the top priority right now. That's not your next best step. But what feels really good is then go into your calendar and look like, what day am I going to do this? At what time? And that also can alleviate some of that like anticipation anxiety. We can't wait to see what you guys do with this. Remember that you can share this on your stories, your messy action, because you are always going to inspire someone to take messy action in their day and prioritize progress over perfection. Tag us so we can encourage you through what you're up to. And we're excited to see you guys next time. So remember that you can effectively manage your day, which is going to help you get the most out of your day and lead with the highest level of impact for those around you. So we hope y'all enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye y'all. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. We love when you share your imperfect but impactful progress with us on social media. We've linked our Instagram leadher.everyday in the show notes so you can tag us. Make sure you don't miss the next episode. Hit subscribe to stay up to date. See you next time.